The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Good Friday morning and welcome into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao and I am joined this morning by Maurice Patton, as always. And if we sound funny on Facebook right now, it's uh, there's a good reason for that. Coach, can you turn that one on for me? We're going to try to get our audio situated. Hey, that's that's better. That's that's better. Uh, <laughs> turn yeah, just turn the bottom one. The the bottom. Yep, just hold that down till it turns blue. Sorry, guys. I got here at uh, at eight fifteen this morning. I beat Coach Mike here, and as Coach Mike will tell you, if he gets here after me, he knows he's late. <laughs> Whatever time that is. <laughs> Whatever time it is. But I got here at like 8.15 this morning to avoid the issues that we are currently having. But that's okay. It's Friday. This is our job, which means we really ain't got to do. Could be a lot worse. <laughs> it could, could be worse. Um, and I hope you guys are out there having a great day on Facebook land and in WKOM Radio Land. We're not on Twitter yet, but we'll get there in just a second. Uh, how's everybody doing? Y- y'all feeling good this 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 Friday morning? Because boy, it's been a stressful <laughs> last forty minutes, hasn't it? You need one of us to talk so you can get a breath. Please do. <laughs> I, I was I was feeling pretty good until I got in here, actually. But um, no, um, we have that effect on you occasionally. No, it, it's it's not the company. <laughs> You know, like I, like I say, people don't want to hear about how the sausage is made, though. But it's it's been a little hairy in here for the last thirty minutes or so. The grind the grinder hasn't been working as smoothly as usual. <laughs> this just goes to this gives us a little bit. Uh, this gives us a little bit um, of perspective because we typically are in much better shape to start the show than we are today. <laughs> and we have an extra hand in here. Now, we didn't utilize it as we probably should have. Uh, we'll need to get you on the uh, to, to bring a, your laptop or something. <laughs> that way we get you on the, the Google Drive so yeah. you, can, you can help us get that going on Friday mornings. <laughs> oh, man, what a day. You gonna you going to say anything more about the extra hand? You're going to let him know who he is or anything because he's not on... I don't. We I, don't have a camera on him. Oh, we do have a camera on. Do him. Do we? Oh yeah. 
There's Andrew. Okay, Andrew there we Moore. go. Yeah, this is his camera right here. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I didn't see that camera over there. It's we're, real low to the ground. <laughs> we're shooting like right up his nose. Right? <laughs> well, well where, where is your camera? Uh, on my my iPad. Oh, oh, okay. All right, see, that's, see I don't mess with all that. <laughs> we, we got all kinds of stuff going on this morning. Matter of fact, we'll, we'll, we'll put Coach Mike's camera on too. Everybody's camera is on now. Everybody's on Facebook. We got Andrew on the bottom, Coach Mike on the bottom. We don't have a West 7th cam today because we only have four cameras. Ain't nothing changed. It's nice, Al. (laughs) Big change is the sun. That bright, big, bright ball up in the sky, you know, we had to. We need I had to look that up again. Yeah, exactly. And there went our Mm -hmm. (laughs) headphones again. Man, what a day. Uh, let's see here. I actually can check it out. You guys want to know what it's like out in, uh, on West seventh here, just outside the, the, uh, <laughs> Lee company studio. We can tell you, check this out. Oh, 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 there it is. Look at there. This is a handheld camera by me, Chris. That's why I was shaking. In case you didn't know who, uh, who me was, who me was. <laughs> <sighs> this uh, y'all we are we're getting there we got a big show and that's the thing is if you can make it through this particular segment <laughs> the rest of the show is going to be really good uh we have in the rest of this hour we're basically going to be trying to get you guys caught up on what the district tournaments are looking like we, we, and catching ourselves up at the same time. Right. And we feel like we have all the information. Now, we'll give it to you all in the rundown, but that's kind of a quick, you know, boom, boom, boom. We'll get we'll get a little more in-depth later this hour to kind of get through everything. Uh, in the second hour, we'll talk about the Atlanta Braves, who <laughs> somehow, some way, wow. found a way to get Drew Smiley a win. The, uh, the day we uh, the day we don't cover them because of other obligations, mm. they decide to play well. So next time Drew Smiley pitches, we're not broadcasting. I don't care what's going on. Uh, so that, that could very well be the case, actually, because he would probably be in line to start Tuesday. Well, there you go. That's perfect out, and it's a good reason to not have him. Uh, Braves now play. Is it twelve of the next seventeen at home? Something like 13 of the next 17, I think. Yeah. They play a lot of games at home. <laughs> In a short <laughs> over, period of time. Over, yeah. Over the next couple of weeks. So you can get to Atlanta if you want to because they are at 100% capacity. And that's always nice. 13 of the next 16. There you go. Broken up by a three-game series next weekend at Miller Park. Random, but okay. Very. Yeah. They got three against Philly. Off three against Toronto, and we don't need to get too deep into this in this hour, right? But three in Milwaukee, then they come back for three against the Mets and four against Pittsburgh. Hmm. So odd, it is. Um, also, in the second hour, we will get you up to date, take a little time to talk Preds and Titans. Uh, the Titans. Had some, well, 
I guess just we'll have to get into the the black eye that may or may not come to haunt John Robinson and whether or not this is something that's a trend or mm. not because it feels like a trend at this point. Uh, so we'll talk about that. But at 10 o'clock, we will talk to Nashville Sounds play-by-play announcer Jeff Hem, and I'm sure he's pumped to finally be back in a broadcast booth calling some baseball. Yeah, didn't get to last night. No, did not get to last night. But, but we'll get double the fun today. So. A lot, a lot of nobody got done last night. I can't believe you guys did over at Columbia Academy. So. I, I, well, I think for where they were in the game and what it looked like the weather was going to do, that was by far the best plan. And they had a tarp. Yeah, and they had a tarp. That was the key. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> the tarp was the key. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Had they not had that, we may it well it probably would have been over anyway cuz per TWSWA rules once you hit 5 innings it you're is official. you're official. Yeah. Uh, I think in all fairness you want to try to play the game out if possible. Oh but, yeah. But yeah. I think that option was there, so. Well, I, had they not had a tarp. Mm-hmm. It would have been the same result. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. Uh, if you're out there on Facebook, let us know or like, comment, share the the uh, video. We would love to to have your friends joining us on the show and watching. Uh, let's uh, before we get out of this first break, let's give you the Friday rundown. This is the rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee. In baseball action on Thursday in the District 8 AAA Tournament, Columbia Central fell to Coffee County 3 nothing. Tullahoma defeated Shelbyville 6 0 in the 11 AAA play in game. Page defeated Centennial 9 0. In 12 AA tournament action, it was Community 4, Forest 2. And in 8A play, Huntland was shut out by Cascade 4 0. In softball action in the 8 AAA tournament, Lincoln County defeated Franklin County 16 1. Shelbyville edged Columbia Central 3 2. In the 12 AA tournament, Giles County was a 12 7 winner over Community. In the 12A tournament, Loretto edged Wayne County 5-4. And in the Division II A Middle Region tournament, Columbia Academy advanced to the championship game of that tournament with a 5-3 win over Middle Tennessee Christian. Zion Christian advanced with a 6-4 win over Davidson Academy. That was in six innings. We'll talk about that later. And Friendship Christian blanked Nashville Christian 10-0. In boys soccer, regular season play, Columbia Central defeated Dixon County 5-1 in District 12 Double A tournament action. It was Spring Hill four, Lawrence County one. I'm sorry, Lawrence County nothing. Spring Hill four, Lawrence County nothing. And in the Division two A Middle Region tournament, it was Davidson Academy four, Zion Christian nothing. And today's action in baseball in the eight AAA tournament, Coffee County will travel to Lawrence County. That's at six o'clock. At six thirty, Lincoln County hosts Tullahoma. 
In the 11 AAA tournament, we have two different sites. At Ravenwood today, starting at 4.30, Spring Hill will take on Franklin, and Paige will take on Ravenwood at 7. At Brentwood, Independence and Summit will play at 4.30, and Brentwood and Dixon County will play at 7. In the 12A tournament, uh, Wayne County takes on Loretto probably around 4.30. And Perry County will take on Summertown at 7. Those are both at Summertown. In 10A tournament action at Richland, Cullioca and Hampshire will resume their game from yesterday at 1 o'clock. Hampshire leads by 4 in the top of the third in that game. The winner will play the host Raiders at 5 o'clock, followed by Santa Fe and Mount Pleasant at 7.30. In softball action today, the District 8 AAA tournament has Lincoln County traveling to Lawrence County for a 5.30 matchup, and Shelbyville plays at Coffee County at 6.30. In 10A tournament action at Mount Pleasant, Richland and Santa Fe will conclude their game from yesterday beginning at 4.30. The Lady Raiders lead that game 11-0. That will be followed by Cullioca and Mount Pleasant. And that's going to do it for your Friday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. All right, when we return, we're going to talk about uh, the games that we were at yesterday, go over some other um, high school sports action, and break down some of these district tournaments that uh, are finally underway. So... We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, live from the Lee Company Studios. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. I still sound a little funny in the headphones, but that's okay. Thanks to our title sponsor, Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are coming to you live from the Lee Company studio here on West 7th in Columbia, Tennessee. Every time I say West 7th, I always turn to look at West 7th with all the the construction and whatnot. We haven't seen our backhoe friend this morning. I wonder if we'll see him later. It's early yet. Don't blink. 
<laughs> He'll be by you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, he, that guy flies. He does. I didn't know backhoes would go that fast. <laughs> no real but he reason. didn't either. And and with what he's got on the front end and the back end of that thing, don't get in front of him either. Reckon, reckon how fast this thing will go. <laughs> hammer down, boys. Pig pen this year's a rubber duck. What, what is those famous last words? Down. Hey, guys, watch, watch this. this. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, man. <clears throat> he's going to have a convoy behind him in no time. Oh, man, yesterday was fun. And... Only because we got some games in, but not all the games. Not all the games finished. We got some games started. We, we some did games get started. some games finished. We did get some games finished. Both of our games were, uh, they decided to play them at four o'clock, which I guess was somewhat fortuitous. <laughs> yeah. And both of them ended up finishing kind of. Your game finished in seven innings. Yeah, we. My game actually completed. That's you know, correct. Your game was ended. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, you have to go back a day to really get fully appreciate this game, though, because CA when they won on Wednesday, when they finished their game. As they were finishing their game, they felt like they were going on the road Thursday to play at Good Pasture. As a matter of fact, I was talking with Seth Anderson, and my game changer, I was I was watching Good Pasture's game changer, and it popped up and said, final, 7-3. And I, I guess somebody may have hit the end game on accident. Before the game ended? And... Next thing I know, yeah, MTCS said, "Nay, nay, not so fast, my, <laughs> my friend. friend." Yeah, pulled Lee Corso, scored seven runs in the seventh inning to defeat Good Pasture nine seven. Now MTCS is the two seed out of division or out of District Three, correct? And they and Good Pasture is the one seed out of District Four, correct? So, had Good Pasture won, CA would have been playing on the road yesterday. Because matching seeds play at District 4. In 2021. Yeah. Despite, despite our bracket saying otherwise. <laughs> never never trust a bracket or a scoreboard. But anyway. Yeah, there you um, go. So instead, Lady Bulldogs playing at home yesterday fell down 3 to nothing early. Pulled off some of their own late inning magic with a Carly Haracas two-run homer that bounced at the top of the fence mm. and out. Nice. Followed by a Tory Duvall two-run triple in a four-run six. CA five, MTCS three. Um, it's a good ball game. At the end of six innings, right after that four-run six, wind, lightning, rain, hour-and-a-half stoppage. They have to come back to get three outs. Let me tell you, that wind was brutal. I I had, I mean, my eyes were tore up yesterday after that wind. 
Middle Tennessee Christian coach Julie Smith really kind of attributed the outcome to the weather conditions. She she said that it's really tough to be out there on defense in those type conditions. Now, I'm just going to say, I don't know exactly when the wind picked up. It, it did get pretty dark, but, I mean, the lights were on. Um, I, I think what happened was that Columbia Academy finally adjusted to um, Kaya Quiggle's changeup and started getting off of it rather than swinging at it and popping it up. They had 13 fly ball outs mm. yesterday. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, for a team that doesn't typically pop, pop up, up a lot. So, but um they got off the change up. They waited on the fastball and they drove the fastball, particularly again Haracus and um Tori Duvall. Tori Duvall was 3 for 4 with two triples and a double. That's a good day. She saw the ball pretty well. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that kind of is one of the things that happened in my game is that uh, once the timing issue mm-hmm. got, it was it was tough tough early for Davidson Academy, but they timed up Ashley Coble eventually and started getting some hits, but. It, once the wind started picking up yesterday, that's when the games were pretty well caught. I mean, because, I mean, if you saw lightning and, and it was quick, I mean, I can't imagine that you guys played too much in the wind. No, I didn't think so. So, uh, I'm not saying that, you know, excuses, but. Well, and again, as, as Seth Anderson pointed out, you know, they had played. This was the third time that those two teams had played. They played twice during the regular season. Um, CA won in Murfreesboro back in March 4-3, and then they won at home on April 6, 8-1. So yeah, they had a pretty good idea of what was going on. As Tori Duvall said, they, she, they didn't expect um, Quiggle to throw the change up as much as she did. And it really kind of threw them off early, but they just kind of had to adjust their approach and did. CA has won 21 straight. Yeah, I think we need to just acknowledge the fact that Columbia Academy is probably, probably mm-hmm. the the best softball team in this area. But if they don't make... The, the the final four, I will be very shocked. You know, um, Summertown may like a word, but yeah, and they're pretty. Damn I would good. love to see those two play. I, that would be fantastic. That would have been fun. You know the the last time there was a state tournament played, they played in the finals, right? In Class A, yeah, yeah, and Columbia Academy, Columbia Academy won that, won that one, knocking off. The then defending state champion, Summertown Lady Eagles. Like I said, though, the, watching that would have I th- been fun. I wish, I think I wish we those, could have seen it. Th- I think those two may be the two best teams in this area. No and, question. And I would probably. No question there. And I would consider them 1 and 1A. One yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I think is important to know is that we have some good softball here. I mean, outside, even outside of Summertown and Columbia Academy, we have 
some pretty good softball players, especially uh, individual player wise, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you could take an all star team from here and do a lot of damage. You could, uh, I, you know, a lot of these kids travel and go to everywhere and you know in the southeast to to play different games, but and stand up and different teams pretty well. And, yeah, and and it's it's impressive to watch. I mean, you take the two kids from. Independent State, you know, Mo and Ryan Brown. Uh, Those two pitchers from course, Summit. Of course, Elena. Yeah, Elena uh, Escobar. Mm-hmm. And Lily Kate. Richards. Richards. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you can remember her last name. Cat Carter. We're talking about a staff. Uh, oh, yeah, you've got some <laughs> arms, and that's not even considering. Journey Mitchell. And Avery Slaughter. Avery Slaughter. Oh, yeah. And. Of course, the Summertown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a girl going to Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. So, and she can swing it too. It's it, she's a Huascar Enoa. She of is. The staff. She <laughs> is. Um, That's good. One of the best players in the area never stepped in the box yesterday. Malia Hardy with four intentional walks. Oh. I was going to say what. Well, did she, was she hurt? Did she not play? Yeah. They, you know, putting her on is not a bad idea. Well, and it just so happened the first base was open every time she came up. I wonder if that was by design. <laughs> uh, Barry Bonds asked, Walker with the bases loaded. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Put funny. her on. Yes. I was at the CA baseball game against Grace Christian, I guess it was, the other night. And Kavara's tears came up with bases loaded. And somebody said, I'd walk him right here. They did. I, I, yeah. And, and he and, made and him and pay. He, and he hit a two-run single, yeah. He made him pay. It's like, I'd, I'd walk him right here. I'd give him the Barry Bonds. I mean, that's not the – if your CA is definitely the guy you want up in that situation, and he, he delivered. Yeah. Uh, it was just unfortunate they couldn't get that second hit. Yeah. Uh, real quick. What was your final score? Because you never mentioned it. Uh, we'll get there. Oh, my bad. Um, Columbia Central was at Shovel yesterday. Uh, and I want to say, let's see, um, Lyles. Tashaya. Tashaya. I couldn't, I was like, ah. Tashaya Lyles went, um, I think she was two for four yesterday. She had an RBI run scored. Um, Savaya Morgan, 0 for 3 yesterday, and I think that was probably the biggest issue for Columbia County. I mean, well, if, especially if in a 3-2 ball game. If she's not on base, yeah, everything changes for them. And I think that was – had she been able to get on base, uh, Columbia Central probably wins the game uh, just because she's such a dynamic player. Oh, no question. And uh, they were held to four hits in the game. Yesterday, uh, Sarah Margaret Housh went the distance for Shelbyville, gave up one earned run. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to – I don't know how or what just what happened here. Um, Deja Lineberger is listed in the box score as going 0.0 innings and throwing two pitches. She gave up a hit and a run on those two pitches, and I guess they brought the. 
I guess they brought Sarah Margaret back. I wonder uh, if she got hurt. She may have. She may have been off the field, and they had to throw a, a second pitcher out there. That, that's an interesting box score. Um, well, the reentry at the high school level creates some interest in the situations, like bringing pitchers back and reentering hitters and different things like that. It's scoring can really be a pain at the high school level. No kidding. It it makes the 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 book a little. I'll tell you, my digital scorebook on my phone. There's a place for notes, which is very helpful. You know what? <laughs> there, there's a place for notes in my notebook too. <laughs> well, but there's not in a scorebook. Yeah. So, like, if you're scoring in a scorebook, you can't can't take notes in the scorebook. So that's one of the cool things about that is I can score it in a scorebook, but mm-hmm. also add notes to the side of that score. You know, of that right. that at bat. Hey, this person came in as a courtesy mm-hmm. runner. Uh, this is what happened on the play. It's pretty nice to have. I'll I'll be honest. Although a seven inning ball game, you need a uh, you need to make sure you got extra power <laughs> <laughs> available. You got to be near a power outlet or, or have a bank with you. Oh man, uh, we so with that ca advanced to the. The finals. Mm-hmm. So they have to be beaten twice to lose the tournament. Mm-hmm. They 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 have to win one of two. Now, the teams who are left, Friendship Christian uh, defeated Nashville Christian yesterday. 10 nothing, And right. they advance, correct, they will advance to take on the winner of Good Pasture and Zion Christian. Okay, so Good Pasture, Zion Christian plays today at Good Three Pasture. Three o'clock. That winner will play... At Friendship tomorrow? Depend on the winner. Good pa- oh, really? Good Pasture wins, they would play at Good Pasture. Okay. Because right. the Good Pasture was the one seed out of that district. Okay. Um, if, if Zion wins, they would have to go to Friendship. Tomorrow. I don't know when. I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow. It's probably tomorrow because the winner of that would then go to. Middle Tennessee Christian on Monday. Correct. Well, yeah, and the, the championship was scheduled for Monday. So I don't know. Again, they're a day and a half behind. Julie Smith told me yesterday that she would play at home on Monday. Just push it. Mm-hmm. They're just pushing everything. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he already pushed it a week and a half. He might as well, what's another day? You've, you've, you've created a tournament that lasted 12 days. What's what's 13? Uh, <laughs> neither here nor there. But, yes, so – but Zion Christian is one win away from advancing to the – Because the top four move on. To the first round of the D two whatever tournament, uh, I don't know what that's called. It's they call tw- it the state. So it's a twelve team state, state tournament. tournament, but only the final four go to Murfreesboro. to Murfreesboro. Yeah. So tell you how Zion Christian got there on the other side of a break, and we will continue breaking down some district tournaments on the other side on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stick around. We'll be right back. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. 
Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. sports and beyond it's on southern middle tennessee sports today welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports Day, presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint coming to you live from the lee company studio here in columbia on west 7th street as we were talking about zion christian just uh, a moment ago want to tell you that yesterday in the softball game, I uh, wanted to give a shout-out to Hallie Adcox, who hit a bases-clearing double in the fourth inning. The fourth inning, apparently the the best inning for Zion Christian these days. Uh, played at eight on Wednesday, four yesterday, including that bases-clearing double by Adcox and a triple from Rebecca Hazard, who went three for three yesterday. So, big day. My favorite part of that entire sequence, though, was in the, bot- or in the top half of the Sixth inning, Ashley Coble gives up a couple runs, and at six to four, she gets a big strikeout, rips her mask off, fired up, runs to the side, and her dad is waiting for her, chest bumps her to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and Russ goes, "Don't kill my pitcher." That's pretty funny, Eric. Chest bumping Ashleya is probably going to play out that way 10 times out of 10. It was funny. Anyway, I just had to mention that because uh, Matthew White and I were watching and and just couldn't help but laugh. I don't guess Matthew got a picture of that, did he? Uh, No, neither one of us had our cameras up at the time. I wish we would have because it was so funny. Oh, man. I blame you. That's okay. Speaking of Zion Christian, some big news yesterday out of uh, South Columbia. Yeah. Um, the football coaching search at Zion Christian has come to a conclusion with the um, announcement that former Ensworth defensive backs coach Jeff Jordan will succeed Brad Lowry at the top of the Eagles program. Um Jordan is a Franklin native, graduated from Page back in 2003. Yeah, do that math. He's 36 years old. I can do that math because I graduated in 2004. It's pretty easy for me. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's that's easy math for me. There you go. You don't <laughs> mind that math. Um, but athletics director Derek Boyd indicated that, you know, his youth and, and his enthusiasm, his energy, his passion, you know. You play- think I'm young? <laughs> Played a role in in bringing him into that position, and I think with Coach Jordan's background, again, he spent this past year at Ensworth. Before that, he was on the staff at Ravenwood. He had been at Page for a year. He was two years with the middle school program at Franklin Road Academy. Coming from the programs that he has. Come 
come from that he's been in and the one that he is going to. There's going to be a culture, culture shock, shock when he walks out going. there. And that, that would have been my headline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're he's, not, he's used we're, to having more people in one position than he's got in the whole team. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I yep. mean, I'm pretty sure they had 20 linemen at Ravenwood. Yep. Um, Derek Boyd said that they maybe have 16 to 18 kids in the program right now between, you know, the middle schoolers that they've got coming up and the kids that they've got coming back that played varsity ball this past fall. So when you walk out there and, I mean, whether he says it or not, there's got to be a feeling of where's everybody else? Where's the rest of the team? And he said at at Ravenwood, they had like 90 varsity kids and 40 freshmen. Mm. This will be different. Just a little. Just a little. And, Mike, you've worked with small small programs. Um, Maybe not that small. Uh, A couple of times I have. (laughs) But, I mean, just how you deploy folks – how you, you you've got to kind of monitor play. Luke Perko mm. last year played quarterback and linebacker for them. Yeah, unusual there, combination. There are going right. to be times when you're on defense and you want your quarterback over there schooling them up. Well, you can't because right. he's out there making tackles. You know, I mean, Been just there. that entire your timeouts. Dynamic. Your timeouts become more and more important to you. Your halftime becomes critical Vital. to you. Um, but also, uh, you get you just got to know you got to practice your situations as much as you can. And again, you're limited. Uh, a lot of times, what we would end up doing is what what we called half line, um, which makes it kind of tough to practice your counters. But <laughs> you know, uh, but but you you can only put one half of your offense out there, and then of course the other half, the rest of the team's got to go play defense somewhere. And stuff like that. So, and, and uh, I don't really know how you prepare as a coach for that. And uh, again, no disrespect to anybody. You can dress it up. You can say whatever. But until you're in the midst of that, I don't know how you deal with it. Well, the, part of that also is understanding that the teams you're playing are not necessarily that much bigger than you. If in a lot of situations, mm-hmm. so similar. There's similar challenges. Now, you, you get Zion going to play a, a Mount Pleasant, for instance, where they do have several kids. Now you're going to run into uh, nothing else, just conditioning issues. And I tell you, and, that, and to me, that's what makes what they did against Fayetteville last year even more right. impressive. Uh, I mean, that was their they, whole year last year. When they when they were getting on these teams, you know, like Collinwood and, and, and like you said, Fayetteville and stuff like that, uh, that was extremely impressive simply because – You know what the numbers were. That and I guess, like you said, being in that situation before, the prep time, you know, the, the prep that you do, a lot – you do a lot of prep against air or – you know, we used to use barrels. Uh, we'd take plastic barrels and put them out for linemen, so we yeah. would know angles and, and and stuff like that. And when you lose one player, it's critical. You lose three players, yeah, at least two. Yeah, uh, three, depending yeah. on your player, you could lose up to four or yeah. five. You know, if he's your quarterback, your your kicker, or your holder, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, or, or something like that, uh, it it becomes you know, and it's you know, I had one situation where. 
I took the field with uh, 13 kids. Well, uh, and sure enough, one of my linemen went down. I looked over there and I had about a four foot two freshman and a six foot eight uh, sophomore that was wearing 80 something. And why did you have a six foot eight sophomore on the sideline? Because he couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> He's one of those guys Hope get coaches fired. They look great coming off the bus. <laughs> You know what they say? <laughs> Looks like Tarzan. Play like Jane. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know. Can he, you say that anymore? I hope so because I just did. Well, he he looked he looked outstanding coming off the bus, but out, out after that it was there, problematic. There are a couple. But, uh, I blame that on coaching, dude. Uh, well, <laughs> there's only so much you can do. <laughs> Look, he can stand there and get in the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But well, and that's 80, exactly what he ended up doing for the rest of that game. Was that works out. <laughs> Worked out really But we well got a penalty him. for putting him in a tackle. He's at 80. He had an 80 number on him. And, and of course, I get a penalty. I, I kind of walk over to the referee. I said, okay, you tell me. Which one do I put in that's <laughs> going to keep me from getting a penalty here? <laughs> we ended up having to pull the jersey off the, off the, off the, guy off the kid hurt. that got hurt, throwing it on him. And uh, <laughs> that that's when I learned, that was my first year, your second year coach, and I learned to pack two extra uniforms. A lineman hey. uniform and a back uniform, and uh, live and learn, live yep. and learn. Yep, yeah, that's and, those, and, those hard li- lesson lives. And to come back full circle, I think that's going to kind of be the live Jeff Jordan learn. experience it, exactly. at Zion Christian. There's going to be some stuff you're going to have to do in prep that you've never had to do before, and then and still, there's going to be some things that are going to come up that you're going to that you've never with. done before. Yep. Yeah. Uh. So, I hate to move on to baseball, but that story, full story on sm-tnsports.com, which does exist and does work, it is not fully functional at this point, but you can read the story and you can go to the website, and that is half the battle. Is not fully functional. That's a great way to put it. But it it, it is it, functional. It's serviceable for now. Uh, it's better than post, posting to Facebook, I think, but that's – Neither here nor there. Um, you've got the AAA bracket. Let's go through it real quick because Top Seed Lawrence County is hosting Coffee County tonight at 6 p.m. Lincoln County is hosting Tullahoma at 6.30. Because, due to Columbia Central losing to Coffee County, tell me where they go. They play Saturday at 2.30. That's tomorrow. Against the... Okay, Shelbyville lost. Shelbyville lost to Tullahoma. Shelbyville lost to Tullahoma. Okay, so Tullahoma and Lincoln County play today at six thirty. Okay, that loser will play at two thirty tomorrow against Central, and Central will travel to one um, of those two. Yes, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's how that breaks down. Um, the other wait a minute, hold up. that game will be at Shelbyville. That's right. Starting Saturday, all everything at goes to Shelbyville starting tomorrow. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so just go to Shelbyville tomorrow if you want to watch. Some Central will play at two thirty tomorrow at Shelbyville against the Lincoln County Tullahoma loser. loser. Yeah, there you go. There we go. That helps. That helps immensely. Um, Eleven AAA. Mm-hmm. We have Spring Hill and Franklin today. Independence and Summit today. 
Uh, are they? Is it the winner of Independence Summit play the winner of Dixon County Brentwood? Is that how that That's works? That's correct. Okay, and then so Spring Hill Franklin winner will play the Page Ravenwood winner Ravenwood, the top seed in the tournament. Yes, and playing at home today and tomorrow, I assume they're the host of the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so they everything will be at their place um, eventually. Starting tomorrow, everything goes to Ravenwood. You're just playing two games at Brentwood today. Um, so, no, so none of the losers bracket games are at Brentwood either. No. Interesting. I don't. No. Okay. No, everything's at Ravenwood after today. All right, and then tonight, Wayne County and Loretto, Perry County, Summertown. That's a four-team double elimination tournament. Uh, you can pretty well figure that one out. <laughs> It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's uh, winners play in the winners bracket finals, and the losers play in the losers bracket semifinals, semifinals. Mm-hmm. and then Summertown, Loretto, yeah, <laughs> loser. <laughs> <laughs> what did we say? Yeah, they clear as mud. Clear? No, <laughs> that, 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 one, no that one's pretty crystal that clear. Pretty clear. Huh? That one. I'm just, just going all funny. over the place. I, but today at Richland at five o'clock, Cullioka Hampshire resumes. At one, and then the winner will play Richland. So that's kind of unfortunate that they've got to play potentially ten innings uh, in a day. Is what it is. But that's that's life. Got to get it in. Got to get it in. <sighs> Richland Santa Fe at four thirty today at uh, Mount Pleasant softball. Kalioka Mount Pleasant to follow, and I guess that's also a four team double. Yeah. That is four team because they only have four. Teams because yeah. Hampshire doesn't play Hampshire softball. doesn't play softball. So, yeah, that's a double E limb tournament as well. So, there you go. That should get you fairly up to date in bracket world. When we return, we've got Nashville Sounds play by play man Jeff Him. He's going to join us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline as the Nashville Sounds are back and in business. So that's exciting. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, live from the Lee Company studio. We'll be right back. <laughs> 